What up, what up, my name is Mateo, welcome back, good to be with you guys today. We're talking a little bit about the Freedom Coin Covenant, I know, get excited, it's been a while since we've visited this subject, um, the Freedom Coin Covenant still has a very soft place in my heart, guys, I love the R-Mateys, I love the Haven Mavens, the X-Chads, I love the Darrow Bros, even though they're a little bit more on the cold side, <laughs> I tried to get them on to do an interview, but uh, I just couldn't get anybody. They're like, oh, just stick around the Discord, ask questions here. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm not a Discord person. I'm not much of a social media person to begin with. I'm trying to get off that stuff, actually, more so. But we got to keep the war going. We are in a war, aren't we? We're in a financial war, and it's all about building parallel economies, which is exactly why I've been focusing more on Monero lately. Because we all know Monero works. We all know Monero has incredible fundamentals. We know about Haveno, the peer-to-peer decentralized peer exchange that is going on, uh, which is going to make it so that you could swap your national currencies into Monero. So it's going to be like a bridge between the free unregulated markets, the underground markets and the regulated markets. And they're updating stuff all the time. We got Seraphis coming, which I want to make a video about, which is going to make it more private. Uh, it's going to make wallet download speeds faster from what I understand. And there's just Monero has the best heuristic track record for working as a private fungible cryptocurrency, period, the end. Um, I know that some people say that pirate chain is more private. Okay, um, we need to see the adoption, though, of that. And we're going to be talking a little bit about pirate chain tonight. Um, not as much as we're going to be talking about Darrow and Haven, just because there are more developments going on there. Um, but, you know, they have some audits happening, which is good. We want to see some audits. Um, but frankly, my position is that because Monero is trusted by everybody to be private digital cash, which works, that's what we need to go with. That's why we're Monero first. That's why we're using that as our vehicle to build the parallel economy so that we could tentacle our ways out of this new technocratic panopticonical 1984 brave new world, right? That's what our goal is. And that's why on Mondays we're doing Monero Marketing Mondays, and we're going to be celebrating businesses which are using Monero to trade and are using it as a way to kind of branch out to uh, a new world that we're trying to make, which is a world of liberty and freedom. So that's why I've been talking more about Monero. Um, I think a lot of you guys understand that. Um, doesn't mean I don't think that there aren't great things going on in the privacy space as well, uh, because what Haven promises is huge. I think that it's a risky endeavor, which is very difficult to accomplish successfully, but they're trying it, and so I'm supportive. Uh, and I think that what Darrow aims to do is incredible as well. We're going to talk a little bit more about that today. So that is just to lay the groundwork for this, guys. I hope that you guys are doing well. Uh, like, subscribe, all this stuff. If you love parallel economies, if you love saving the world, which we need Christ for too, but uh, you guys know my positions on that. Let's go ahead and get into it. So let's just check out Trade Ogre real quick. Trade Ogre. We love Trade Ogre. The Mordor of Crypto. Let's go. Like if you guys like Trade Ogre. Leave a comment. I love Trade Ogre. So Darrow is the top of the list. Now, why is that? And that's perfect that Darrow is the top of the list because we're going to be talking about some new promising news going on with Darrow. Darrow is up 6.62%. Now, it was up a lot more. Uh, versus Bitcoin recently, there was a huge jump right here. Uh, people are looking at moving averages and stuff like this, trend lines. Uh, we seemingly broke a trend line. Let me just make sure my picture is over here. Yeah, so it's looking good, guys. But the thing is, it's jumping right now 
because we've got the news that it looks to be on its way to the main net. Now, they said that Darrow was going to be coming out Q3, I think, last year, 2021. Uh, and then I guess they had to do some extra work on it. There is something that I want to point out that they're doing, which kind of gains some legitimacy in my eyes, probably in y'all's too. Um, they're doing a bug bounty program. So let me just go ahead and just pull that up. All right, so guys, check it out. Rewards of $50,000 for Darrow Stargate testnet bugs. Bugs which can lead to double spend, unintentional change in supply of native Darrow, or DVM smart contract assets slash tokens. Okay, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to make sure it's totally good to go before the rollout. Something that gives us certainly some confidence that it's going to be rolling out uh, in a pretty robust and foolproof way. And that's good. That's good. We don't want to have any issues with the rollout. Um, and it's actually rolling out, guys. Think about it. At a very opportune time. Okay, you've got Ethereum with the ridiculously high transaction costs and fees. You've got Solana with this whole wormhole thing that costs people $320 million, apparently. There's $320 million of Ethereum, which was lost in this, like, Solana bridge, which was made. And Solana, by the way, can turn on and off, apparently. Like, apparently it's been off <laughs> for, like, 24, 48 hours at a time. Uh, hello? <laughs> That's not how this stuff's supposed to work. So, the fact that Darrow, if you don't know... Um, I know I didn't give too much of an introduction to this, but it's a private smart contract platform, which integrates really novel technologies into its structure, uh, homomorphic encryption, uh, the DAG block structure, which is rather unique. There's a lot of unique parts of this stuff. And if you want to learn more about that, go check out our Darrow deep dive video. We go deep into the technology of this stuff. We talk about the pros and cons. Uh, there are some things to be aware of when it comes to Darrow. There is a premon. Okay. And I know... Red flags were just waved, alarm bells rung. But uh, what they're going to do is they're going to be using that pre-mine to market and to get Darrow out there, apparently. Uh, that's what they say. I know I'm a little bit skeptical of this, too. Uh, that's one thing I don't like about the project, but that's there. That's there. And so um, when it rolls out, it's probably going to be good for the price, but you want to be careful because they're probably going to be selling a lot of that Darrow in order to market this stuff. So they say. Okay. So that's just something to look out for. But go check out the technologies. I mean, homomorphic encryption is, for the first time, being integrated into crypto with Darrow. And homomorphic encryption is used in the medical industry in order to encrypt very sensitive data. Okay? I mean, it allows you, from what I understand, if I remember properly, it allows you to change the information in the encrypted structure without actually having to decrypt it first. It's very interesting. It's very interesting as long as you have a particular key, right? So really novel technologies. I go check it out. They've also got interesting things going on with the Astro BWT. Uh, they've got uh, things that businesses could use. So it's pretty interesting stuff. I go give it a look, but let's go see what it is they're promising because they're promising a lot. They're promising a lot. And if you don't know, uh, the Crypto Vigilante team, uh, seems to be rather supportive of Darrow, and they do a lot of research into this stuff before suggesting these things. Um, but check it out. Darrow's solution eliminates trust inherent to pulling the goalpost back to Layer 1. And if you don't know, with Layer 2 solutions, Layer 3 solutions, there is an extra element of trust there. You have to trust not only that the fundamental blockchain doesn't have an issue, but the Layer 2 doesn't have an issue. You know, we look at uh, Solana. We were just talking about the whole wormhole thing. 
uh, you know, as you build up layers, there's ever more complexity and there's ever more risk. Darrow is trying to do everything on layer one, okay, which makes everything more basic, which makes everything more simple, and that much more robust and trustworthy, okay? So moving on, prevents chain analysis. And we've talked about chain analysis here a lot on the channel. We probably don't need to go back through this. There are more videos I need to do because apparently some chain analysis companies, I think like Chain Analysis or CypherTrace, I can't remember which one, they are honey trapping people. You know, people, they go onto these websites like blockchain.com in order to check on their transactions to see whether or not it's going through. Apparently some of these websites behind the scenes are run by these <laughs> data analytical chain analysis companies, uh, these forensics companies. And they are then able to link your internet signature uh, or your activity with the wallets you're looking at, the transactions you're looking at, and then they're able to pretty much link you to your wallet. Crazy stuff going on. I mean, we've read about uh, all the craziness going on with chain analysis companies recently, and this isn't just for people who want to kind of be off the grid and be in this underground parallel economy that we're trying to build. It's for businesses too, because if your competitor can hire a chain analysis company in order to dig up financial research on you, to know who your vendors are, to see what deals you're getting, blah, blah, blah. If that asymmetry goes away, you lose a competitive edge. And so businesses, contrary to what a lot of people think, they don't want to have these transparent, you know, blockchain, uh, you know, cryptos to use all the time, maybe to settle stuff. That's like the best use case I could think of. But still, I mean, you're still wanting to make the case that businesses just want to have everything known to the world. No, they don't. Uh, businesses want to retain as much sensitive financial data as they can so that they could negotiate better prices with vendors because if the vendors know more about what kind of deals they're getting from other people, maybe the vendor's going to try to get a better deal, right? And so the more information you have, which is private as a business, the more negotiating leverage that you have. And so more businesses are going to want to kind of be out of the realm of chain analysis and forensic analysis okay now whether or not that's going to stay legal i don't know that is a risk but if more companies are able to take this on and we have by the way seen uh, perkins Coie, which is a big international law firm they've come out in support not necessarily in support but they've come out and said that monero is okay i mean because you have view and spend keys and because darrow as far as i understand is going to have view and spend keys uh, which allows you to opt into regulation. I think they're smart contracts. You have a choice to have it be public or private. Um, that means that it's actually regulatory compliant. It's actually regulatory compliant, and it could optimize, actually, people's financial liberty. So that's number one. That's one thing to note. Uh, where was I? Allows complete freedom of movement for all assets directly between users, removes the custody problem for contract emitted assets, allows for trustless on-chain balance summing of all assets, so on and so forth, all in layer one. None of these things are possible with trusted contract encryption on top of a public chain or on layer two solutions. So that's their claim. That's pretty huge, right? That's pretty huge, bro. So let's go on to the next comment about what's going on with Darrow. What is this garbage? What is going on here? Okay, well, that's totally unnecessary. <laughs> uh, was that all I needed to talk about for Darrow? I thought I had more. I apologize. So here we go. Here's one more thing. And we're going to link this in with... We're going to link this in with our next conversation, which is about Haven. 
So apparently on Darrow, you're going to be able to have collateralized private stablecoins. Okay. Now Haven uses a different model. They use the algorithmic private stablecoin structure, which is similar to the structure that Terra has. Terra Luna, uh, which has gone freaking nuclear over the last year. It's now, I think, the number nine crypto, which is incredible. But basically, Haven's got the same algorithmic stablecoin setup as Luna. Now, there are some differences that are more nuanced, but generally, they use the same mint and burn structure. Um, for Darrow, you could have assets that back the private stablecoins and or back the stablecoins. It could also it could also excuse me, it could all be done privately. OK, now how much people are going to trust how this works in the back end? I don't know. Maybe there's going to be audits. I'm not sure. But that is a possibility from what I understand. So that's it. Let's move on to Haven. Uh, again, if you want to learn more about Darrow, it's pretty cool. Check out our video on it. Uh, this video is from CTO Larson. Now, recently, there was another issue with Haven, which we're about to talk about. Because it went from like $20 down to 2 Okay, it crashed again. Uh, again, this is very risky business, ladies and gentlemen. But if this works, there's a lot of great potential. Um, you're talking about having private Bitcoin. You're talking about, or not actually private Bitcoin, but private uh, exposure to the price of Bitcoin. Private exposure to the price and the value of different national currencies even. Euros, yen, yuan, silver and gold. Uh, they're thinking about even real estate. If this stuff really gets off the ground and starts to work, real estate investment trusts, you get uh, exposure to the value of property. You can maybe get exposure to the value of anything. I mean, everything is turning into something which could be traded, it seems. Maybe sports teams at some point. But you can do it privately with Haven, with their mint and burn structure. And because it's based on Monero, the code base, uh, it's private. So it promises a lot, but it's very difficult to get right because of reasons we've talked about with uh, Hawk. We've done an interview with him, which is very educational about what Haven is. Go check it out. And um, we've also made other videos on this, and we're going to give you an update on ThorChain, which is a new development going on, which if Haven gets its stuff together and this new update that they're coming out with on February 9th works as intended, once they get integrated into ThorChain, there's more liquidity going into these X assets, um, there's going to be some potential there to look for. So let's go ahead and listen to CTO Larson, who's got some pretty cool takes on crypto. Go give him a follow. Um, he's talked about Haven for quite a while. He's talked about it for about a year. Um, so he's pretty educated on this stuff. Let's go ahead and just get to what the fundamental issue is, which is now plaguing Haven. Check it out. I dumped. No, I have not dumped anything. Instead, what has happened is this. Some people have gamed the vault. And probably what they've done is something like this. Take your XHV in the vault, you send the XHV to an exchange. Then you sell the XHV to XUSD. And since XUSD has been trading at below $1, maybe you could buy it at 90 cents. Then you send those XUSD back here into the vault. And when you convert in the vault from XUSD to XHV, it will be converted 
at $1. So if you could buy the XHV at 90 cent and convert it using $1, you've created an infinite loop here where you can make 10% on each iteration. And has XUSD been trading below $1? Well, let's check. $1 is here and as it turns out, yes, it has. And after XHV 2.0 activation here, this has in fact led to an increase in XHV supply. Perhaps. Because there has also been a reduction in the X asset supply during the same period. And then it is natural that some of this is converting back, meaning minting back into XHV. The team is not unaware of this. They have made a mitigation proposal to slow down this loop and make it more risky in case... Yeah, so basically you have an arbitrage issue. Um, you can go on Trade Ogre and you could buy XUS dollar for cheaper than what you could get in dollar terms for Haven. Okay, and because the lock times are not very long, um, you take on a little bit of risk by making that conversion, which takes one or two days. But you know, if XUS dollar is consistently below the dollar value that you get for Haven when you burn your XUS dollar for Haven in the vault, then you have a high probability of a profit in doing that. And so what they're going to try to do is they're going to slow down the unlock times. Okay, uh, They're going to make it longer so that people have less capacity in order to game this particular big spread. Uh, that is between the bid and the ask, right? That is between the value that you can get for burning the asset and minting the asset for the dollar uh, than otherwise. I hope that makes sense. It's kind of complicated, but they're working on it. So let's go to see what it is they're going to be doing in order to try to fix this problem. I've got tabs everywhere. I did not organize this very well, and I apologize. I've just been working let's see i've got a bunch of tabs pulled up got a bunch of tabs pulled up okay here we go so this is from the haven protocol this is back january 13th so it was about a month ago um we haven't talked about this in a while so there's a little bit to catch up on haven's protocol is working on a new tokenomics and uh the proposal was passed with a 96 percent approval and so here are the four changes that they're doing in order to try to mitigate this issue. Again, this is coming out in the next five days from what I understand. Um, asymmetric lock time. So offshore, Haven to XUS dollars is going to take 21 days. So if you want to get your assets offshore into the private Haven stablecoin market, the X market, uh, it's going to take 21 days. Meanwhile, if you want to go from XUSD to Haven, It'll take 12 hours. So according to them, this creates a better balance to encourage XUS dollar use, disincentivize Haven vault trading, and improve XUS dollar external pick. It makes it more costly in both risk plus time to manipulate the protocol. So the idea is not necessarily to set up like a shadow trading market. Um, at least right now, they don't have the liquidity for that to happen because what we just talked about could happen. Um, the bid and ask spread is just too large. Arbitrage could be taken advantage of, and the lack of liquidity could lead to a downward downward spiral. So, um, moving on. 
streamlined conversion fees, flat 0.5% fee for all Haven to X US dollar conversions. Just make sure I'm recording. Uh, by eliminating priority options and their higher fees, XUS dollar conversions will be brought into line with X asset conversions, making things simpler for users. Okay. So they've thought this stuff out. I don't, I don't want to go too intellectual here because I just haven't been keeping up with this. So I'm just trying to give you guys the updates. Eliminate Delta Advantage. Uh, there's that. They're trying to reduce the volatility and the capacity to take advantage of that. And then implement change unlock feature, increase flexibility for users during the time their funds are locked after XHV to XUS dollar conversions. Uh, allows change created from each conversion transaction. Okay, we could go on and on and on, but it's a complicated project, okay? To get this stuff right and to find a good balance uh, is obviously incredibly complicated. But here's the thing. In order for this ultimately to be overcome, they're just going to need a lot more liquidity. Uh, and CTO Larson admits this at about minute five. So let's go here. Check it out. Protection in place, but there is a much stronger defense. What is that? Now, this is almost exactly what happened, unfortunately. And I hope by now that it's clear that the growth is a survival necessity. Not a nice to have. It's time to first fix this problem with the short-term mitigation opportunity and then pull out all the stops with marketing and outreach. Because the only true defense against this kind of gaming is the growth. It is the constant inflow of capital making these kind of gamings risky and less attractive to do. So is the idea with Haven XHV dead now that it turns out that you can game it like this. No. How can I say that with such certainty? Well, because Terra Luna is doing the exact same idea. It's the exact same mechanism. And looking back at the history, I wasn't, I couldn't quite remember, but so I looked back on the history. Terra Luna was created in January 20. So yeah, now he's talking about Luna. We just made that comment. Um, I actually made that connection because of his video, but you heard him. And I know alarm bells just rung again because it's like, oh, more capital needs to go into the project in order to make it work. Because if more capital doesn't go in, then you're going to have more capital going out. Huh, sounds like a Ponzi scheme. I get it. That is kind of the sound of it. But the thing is you need more liquidity. It's not necessarily that you just need endless growth. You need to get to a point where you have so much liquidity that you don't have that lack of volatility, which makes it so that you have the XUSD at $90, which can then be put into a vault to be uh, burned and minted for $1. Okay. Um, if you have the XUSD at, let's say, $0.99, cents, did I say $90? I meant $0.90. Cents. If you have XUSD at $0.90, cents, then you, know, you could game it more if it's at $0.99, cents, then there's less of a capacity or less of a incentive in order to try to uh, get that extra profit by minting more Haven in the meantime, which devalues the Haven, etc. So it's kind of a complicated thing. They're working on it. Um, ultimately, it's just going to come down to more liquidity. So we'll see if that happens. They're trying to make it, I think, so that they could balance the lock and unlock times to a point where the liquidity that is 
going into Haven right now could have it work sufficiently well for what it is attempting to do. But as more liquidity comes, it's going to be more stable. That is the promise. Okay. And I know Haven is still rather centralized as a project. There's still a core team of developers. There's still a development tax. The roadmap that they have is to, at some point, let it go. Let it go into the wild. Let it sprout its wings and kind of do its own thing. So, again, there are risks to this project. It's a very complicated project to try to understand for a lot of people, which is maybe why they shy away from it. It's not until the idea itself gets popularized and people see it working without you know issues that it's had not only recently but last june when you had an inflation problem that people are going to trust it to actually successfully offshore their capital for now what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to use monero just to do that um until haven gets its ish together which i hope they do i hope they do i hope they really work this stuff out i support them totally um, because I think having this succeed would mean a lot for private decentralized finance. But it's got to work. It's got to work. So the next news is they're going to be integrating with ThorChain. The integration, according to ThorChain, is still ongoing. Um, they have a little bit more work to do. And they say this also paves the way for Monero. Um, so you're going to be able to I guess if they get the integration with Haven working, have Monero be integrated into ThorChain as well, which means a lot more liquidity going to Monero, right? Uh, it's going to be a way that people can kind of wash out their Bitcoin. It's going to be a way that people could exchange their, uh, you know, maybe KYC-laden Bitcoin, maybe their tainted Bitcoin even, for Monero. Now, how many people are going to be able to make the decision if they know about this tainted Bitcoin problem? Um trade their Monero for Bitcoin? <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Why would anyone want to do that? I don't get it. What would be the benefit of doing that? Maybe you could stake your Bitcoin on some lending exchange for 6% annualized. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, you can get pretty good yield by you know posting your Bitcoin up on ThorChain from what I've heard from uh, what's-his-face. I can't remember it right now, but uh, Voorhees, Voorhees, who, by the way, speaks pretty positively of Haven, he wants it to work too. And he's got like 500,000 uh, followers on Twitter. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. Let's check out some other things going on. And, yeah, I know some people want me to get the Haven crew back on for an interview. I'm not doing interviews right now. I'm too busy, too busy. Maybe in the summer. Some people from Epic Cash want me to do an interview with them. Um... Frankly, to be honest with you guys, I have zero interest in Epic Cash. Zero interest. Um, we already have private digital money, which works. And you may say, well, Matt, why do you like Pirate Chain then? Well, it's like, dude, Pirate Chain is a meme coin. Okay? Right now, it's just a total meme coin. <laughs> now, it could work. I mean, the people who argue with me about Pirate Chain, they never say anything about whether or not the privacy works. Okay? Does the privacy work? Cool. Is it a fun meme? Is it a fun community that people want to be a part of and want to party with and want to take on like they did with Dogecoin and Sheeb and these other ridiculous tokens? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, seriously, this dude was arguing with me this morning on Pirate Chain. He's like, dude, check out this music video with these hot dancing women and this dude playing guitar. Like, how do we take this stuff seriously? I can't believe people in the privacy sector look at it. I'm like, dude, bro, this is exactly why I'm bullish. 
<laughs> this is exactly why I I look at Pirate Chain favorably. Do you not understand the crypto market? Do you not understand the environment that we're in? <laughs> the crypto sphere is degenerate. The crypto sphere responds to things like this. Okay. And so to me, I look at Pirate Chain, I'm like, yeah, these guys are marketing geniuses. This could really take off. And that could have positive spillover effects for the privacy space. You know, because if people look at Pirate Chain, they're like, you know, maybe I'm looking for something that works a little better, has better heuristics, you know, has been adopted more, uh, has, you know, possibly a longer lifespan because of the whole uh, scalability issue with its coins being capped and they're using ASICs and all these things. Maybe they'll go to Monero. That's one possibility. Other people think that Monero is going to lead that charge. Um, I, I think it will, but there's still a slim possibility that Pirate Chain could come out ahead because of the meme dude like you got to understand you got to understand the power of memes in this world dude <laughs> you just do if you don't you're gonna have a bad time uh and that's why i'm kind of bullish on pirate chain there's only a couple things i gotta say about it in this video but yeah and here's eric Voorhees anyway he says there is another stable coin far smaller and not nearly as decentralized parentheses yet called haven it uses a similar mint and burn mechanism as terra's ust but it's a fork of Monero with a corresponding degree of privacy. Yeah, so he likes it. He digs it, bro. Moving on. Uh, what do we got to say? And guys, this is like my summed up position on Haven, if you want to hear it. So this guy's got a pretty good take. He says, I've been an outspoken critic of the Haven ecosystem. Well, I don't know why you need to be a critic of the Haven ecosystem. I think it's awesome. The X-Chats are a lot of fun. But I remain a hodler of XHV simply because of the concept of Monero-based private stablecoins is glorious. I'm not convinced the problems have been solved yet, but I'm confident that the team is committed to getting it right. And I think they are. Uh, I've spoken with the team, and I've been in the Discord. They really are genuine about getting this thing working. They really are. They're doing the best they can to try to... Uh, really get this thing off the ground and have everything be working the way it should. And I do believe in their intention to make this thing at some point totally decentralized and to let it go and not have any developer tax. I do believe them. Um, but right now, just understand there are a lot of risks. Understand that it's rather centralized. And as for building the parallel economy, dude, we just got to focus on Monero, right? We got to focus on Monero. Um, that's where I'm at. This guy kind of echoes that. And we've talked about the tokenomics change here, uh, which is going to be coming out soon. And they're doing testing already, blah, blah, blah. All right, so last thing I want to talk about, how long have I been going on for this? A bit of a longer video, or maybe it just feels that way because the whole Haven complication thing. <laughs> I probably did not explain that well at all, but it's a complicated project. It's a complicated project uh, with the mint and burn thing and uh, why it is that didn't work and unlock times and the risk and the probability of loss involved and all that stuff. It's sort of like talking about, uh, you know, derivatives or options. You know what I mean? Anyways, Pirate Chain is working on a code security review. I think they raised about $250,000 in order to do this audit. And the people doing it are pretty professional as far as I understand. Um where'd it go where'd it go as promised the pirate chain team has secured a code security review by an external third party 
Uh, reviews are part of the development process to occur occasionally to ensure that all parts of the code are scrutinized as much as possible. Um, the auditors reviewed the treasure chest wallet. Um, and yeah, we could go into kind of all this stuff. And there are more audits needed, according to them. At least they're admitting that. I mean, that's pretty well-meaning and honest, from what I understand. But yeah, they're doing work to try to get this uh, in a state where it's more trusted by people, right? Because, yeah, you got a good meme going, but will people trust the privacy and the long-term viability of your coin? And I've heard a lot about problems with the project. If you want to get a better DL as to Pirate Chain, we did an interview with Draith, Captain Draith, who is one of the big out outreach guys. And I've talked to Lutz a lot. I still got to get him on the channel. Love you, Lutz. We do talk a lot on uh, Telegram, even though I got to reach back out to you. But um, uh, yeah, it's to me a legit project. Like some people say it's an outright scam. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I think they're actually trying to do something here. But for me right now, right now, the meme is the biggest part of this project. Seriously. And people look at the meme and they're like, this is a reason not to invest for me. It's a reason to go all in. <laughs> not all in. I'm joking. But um, like pirates and privacy and, uh, you know, music videos with women dancing. Like, come on. This is this is crypto gold. You have to understand this. This is where we're at. Okay. And look, I'm not about degeneracy. I'm not about, uh, you know, all this stuff that's going on in crypto. But you got to understand this could be a way to evangelize private cryptos. You know? Just my takes. If you disagree, disagree. Leave a comment. Uh, but the guy auditing this stuff is Jean-Philippe Amacion. He is a world-renowned expert in cryptography, co-founder of Tessera Kit, and head of security of Taurus Group. He has a PhD, and he's worked a lot in cryptography and all that stuff. So he's a pretty smart guy. So some people say it's used by nobody. Not entirely the case. They have a lot of people using this stuff. Um, and I've actually done shows with Lutz um, in his pirate chain crew on the discord i think of people who accept this stuff merchants who accept this stuff so it's a real thing here is a plugin that you could use if you want to accept r and look I'll, I'll do this too how about this if you accept pirate chain you can reach out to me too and i'll give you a shout out as well because anyone who is adopting private cryptos for real for real world trade i think that is awesome you guys are truly in the trenches you guys are doing great work reach out to me i'll give you a shout out too because you're taking the initiative. I like it. Um, that's all. That's all. That is all. Let me know what you guys think about the Freedom Coin Covenant. Uh, I might have to do another nature walk to talk about this stuff because it's kind of heady. And I, I have not been in this sphere, really. I've been focusing more on Monero and things going on in the world. Again, I'm not a tech guy. I, I just kind of like take this stuff and it's like, okay, cool. Uh, this sounds like it could be useful. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm very much like a caveman when it comes to this stuff. It's like, oh, does this work? What are its functions? What could it accomplish? And will it get the banksters off my back? <laughs> will the Satanists leave me alone if I buy this? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's my perspective. Uh, cool things going on. 
Xano and Concealed Network uh, are having some developments as well. I haven't seen too many developments going with Xano lately. Mr. Quibbs, maybe you've got uh, some you know, deets that you could give me. Uh, same thing with the other dude on Telegram I used to talk to. I think your name was like Gigabytes or something like this. You're a pretty smart guy. Uh, I enjoy talking to you. Uh, Concealed Network's got some work being done. So, yeah, cool work, guys, cool work. But, guys, most important thing is building our parallel economy. Most important thing that we could do right now is get people to adopt Monero for trade and for goods and services, period, the end. That's the most important thing. Um, and if they adopt other cryptos that are private too, cool. I'll give I'll give them a shout-out because at least they're in the space of knowing the importance of using private crypto in this time, okay? That is key. That is key. And if one of those cryptos fails, if one of those cryptos fails that maybe we're not totally on board with, uh, you know, maybe like your local gold bullion dealer is using Concealed Network or is using Pirate Chain instead of Monero, that's not going to get me upset, okay? Because if he decides, ah, oh, you know what, uh, this ain't really working, there's like a bug, this is a problem, oh, it's a scam, that stinks, but I still like private crypto, cool, well, maybe he's going to go to Monero anyway. So anyone who uses private crypto for building the parallel economy, mwah, I love you. I love you. I love you. That's what we need. So that's about all. I'm pretty tired. I ate cake for dinner, guys. <laughs> I ate cake for dinner. I got my head bashed in at boxing. Um, so I'm a little bit kind of here and there. Me talking about Haven after I got my freaking butt kicked at boxing, like literally my nose is bleeding. I have, I have a black eye. You may not be able to see it. <laughs> so me talking about like the intricacies of the Haven protocol right now is not really working, especially after I ate cakes. I didn't want to cook my chicken over there. I was just not in the mood. <laughs> so... It's one of those nights, man. It's one of those nights. But uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think, Monero Mateo. Uh, check out the social media links below for Gab, for Telegram, for Odyssey especially. We love Odyssey. We have over 500 followers on Odyssey. Thank you guys for coming to follow on Odyssey. That's really key. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. We'll see you guys next time. God bless.